0: Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and ninety-four-three. The game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on ninety-four-three. The game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates.
1: We've got uh, it's game week, baby. We got Pirate Football. Just days away. Less than 72 hours from the granddaddy of them all, Pirate Game Day Countdown, for Bush Light this year. And we're excited about it. Uh, coverage will begin at 3. What? 3. On uh, Thursday. That's too early on a weekday. Whoo! And then... Uh, Four o'clock pirate game day countdown commences. Terrence Copper, yours truly. Should be fun. Uh, busy, busy, busy uh, week ahead. Busy show ahead. Thanks for being with us. That's Ben Byram across the way. Always great to see uh, Ben. Hey, Ben. That's the voice of Jim Zoki Zokeman will be on with us to talk about the uh, Panthers. I was going to ask about, because it's kind of a little bit of a longer, uh, if you will, period of time here with the three preseason games, so a longer period between the kickoff of the regular season and the final preseason games. And so it would seem to be where teams get what they want by either picking up somebody who maybe was released from a situation or cut from another team. I think we start to see it today with the Panthers, in fact. I think you're going to see trades. I think GMs are going to be very busy. Over the next week, making trades to fill roles rather than looking on the uh, the wire and seeing who's been released. I think
2: people are only going to be looking on the wire when it wire when it comes to kickers. The wire Maybe waiver, guys yeah. Guys like Jake Verdi or Eddie Panero or any guys like that that looked really good in preseason. You may have a kicking problem.
1: By the way, there's another kicker that's out there now, right? Joey Sly. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> unfortunately it's it, it was due. It was Into the road time. for Joey, huh? Into the road for Joey. Was the right time. Well, I think it was, and he will undoubtedly have the opportunity to latch on somewhere else.
2: It's his strength and his leg alone, his power alone yeah. will get him somewhere.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: It could be somebody's project. I can definitely see him being a Raiders guy. That sounds like a chucky deal if I ever heard one.
1: Joey Sly on the Raiders? Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Uh so we'll uh we'll continue to follow that. There's some Deshaun Watson. Stuff swirling out there on the Twitter sphere. When is there not any Deshaun
2: Watson stuff swirling out there? Well,
1: so Antoine Staley, who I think is no longer doing Florida State um beat reporting, I think he got off that beat. That didn't long. Seems terrible. like he's a Miami guy now. More well, he he was covering Miami before he got And
2: know was that was his gig for a yeah, little bit. He yeah. covered
1: Miami and then did he come back to the Panthers and cover that? I think that's what he did. And then he left uh covering the Panthers and went to cover Florida State. But he missed the football season. He like, got there near the end of football. So he covered, you know, what there was of the college basketball season for the Seminoles and then kind of um, made his way off. Into, it did seem like he's around too much of the spring after that. Uh, but anyway, he is very active on Twitter. And I mean, he's see ECU alum and we wish whatever Antoine's doing the best. But he uh, made the, the statement, uh, today that, uh, why uh, let me find the tweet here. I had it on the tip of my tongue before I went into the story of where he was now, Ben, I'm really, I'm a little worn down, Ben. I, I got to get some sleep between now and, uh, the, uh, the big, uh, the big pregame. I stayed up last night
2: and, uh, watched the, uh, Jake ball, Jake Paul pay-per-view which was a big mistake. I invited people over for Saturday night for that pay-per-view, not realizing it was on a Sunday night. I don't know why you would have a pay-per-view on a Sunday night. What is this, wrestling?
1: That's, that's what they used to do uh, in wrestling. Uh, all right, so Stanley is back with the riot report. Let me look here. Uh, Bobby, 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 Bobby. Uh, he made a very good uh, observation as it pertains to um, Sean Watson. Ah, here it is. You might see Watson deactivated for every game this year. In other words, he's either likely to get traded, but I don't know if that's going to be the case, or cut, because cuts happen at four tomorrow. Is that correct?
2: That is correct, yep. So, we're, less, we're coming up on 24 hours or less than 24 hours. Less
1: than 24 for the cut, but he, his belief is that, Antoine Staley's belief, is that he would be inactive each week. Until I I, until when I don't this blows over, but I mean, you know, look, I know these franchises make a ton of money, but that's just a ton of money to to tie up at a guy that's going to be inactive every week. Well, the the big thing about
2: the Texans is they're being so stubborn right now. Like they their asking price has to come down. Nobody's biting on multiple first round picks.
1: It has nothing to yeah. do with
2: the ability. No, it's nothing with the ability. It's I mean, he's a top-five quarterback when he's playing debatably, arguably a top-five quarterback.
1: Right. But, but it's a it's a yeah. PR nightmare.
2: Exactly. Until and all of this is hashed out. We don't know what's going on with the lawsuits and everything. I mean, he's got – there's a FBI investigation on him right now. Oh, I know. There's a full-on, full-blown That's FBI investigation. And, you don't and, want that.
1: And one thing you don't want are the feds snooping around anything.
2: Not only that, not when it comes to who's going to presumably be your locker room leader. He's the quarterback of your team, of the Miami Dolphins or the Carolina Panthers. But there I mean, are don't teams want out there
1: that are interested. Speaking of quarterbacks who have entered a situation that uh, seems to make you scratch your head, it's uh, Minshew Mania heading to Philly. What's up with that?
2: I, from what I heard, they like Jalen Hurts. Um, is that not the case anymore? Because I still, I still Minshew, I think, could still be a starter in this league. Well, I still think could he's a be, yeah. solid quarterback.
1: So Minshew's in Philadelphia, ECU alum Garner Minshew, who, who was going to return to the southeast to be close to family, and went all the way out to Washington State, the
2: Washington State, and lit it up over
0: there.
1: Is Washington State closer to Alabama than North Carolina? I, you know, I'm, I'm not one of those geography majors, so I'm not sure. That's sarcasm. It is. I I didn't pick up on it. I'm a little slow when it comes to that stuff. You pick up on the sarcasm. That's fine. Uh, so that's uh that's the latest there. It's just a weird, weird thing to me that he would wind up uh where he is uh where he's winding up. It's just a kind of a look, good for him, good for Garner Minshew, but it just seems like an odd fit in Philly, which they're not gonna get rid of Jalen Hurts. I'll say this. If he
2: was going to go to any team, I mean, I think that's the team when it comes to quarterback where things are not necessarily set in stone. I know they're saying they like what they see from Jalen Hurts, well, see, but that's why we're I don't hearing think this, long-term guy.
1: That's what we're hearing about all this stuff with uh, now Deshaun Watson in Miami. Yeah. Tua was supposed to be their guy, but all of a sudden...
2: I'm not a Tua fan. I'm not a fan of his ability.
1: I think Hurts and Tua, ironically, Hurts uh, and Tua are...
2: On the same playing they're field, probably yeah.
1: <laughs> the. I mean, you know, they're they're saying you're, we're, they're they're saying all the right things at the management ownership level, coaching level, but their actions are not leading or p- possible actions are not leading you to believe those words. They look like game managers
2: so far. Hertz has had a few good games, but I've I haven't seen a good Tua game yet. He just looks
1: like a game manager. Might be all he is. Uh, Mike Houston radio show coming up at six o'clock tonight first of the year from Logan's Roadhouse here in Greenville so they return back to Logan's for the show this year. Uh, and then we'll uh, not only have uh, Jim Zoki on with us in a little bit but we'll also have Panther talk on our sister station 1037 WTIB at seven o'clock uh, this evening. So uh, PJ show keep it right here Mike Houston radio show and then Panther talk on WTIB. So there's a lot uh, of football uh, chatter. Tonight, if you want to go uh, that direction, it is a uh, uh, media day where Mike Houston addressed the uh, media today at the press conference. Players also talked, Blake Harold, Donnie Kirkpatrick talked. We're going to get to as much of it as we possibly can today. I uh, do want to run through some of the uh, other stories that are going on. We mentioned the Panthers, and we'll get into this with Zoki coming up in the next segment. Uh, Panthers uh, wrapped up the uh, preseason. I meant to get you to pull the cut and I needed to give you the specific cut off of Twitter that the Panthers actually tweeted out uh, their lunatic older, their lunatic owner, dropping an S bomb on live regional television. Did you see this, Ben Byron?
2: I did see this. Me and Phil actually saw it live,
1: so <laughs> And and I take it they were a little late. Uh, on the uh, oh, they were a little a little late on uh, bleeping David Tepper, if if at they all. Were.
2: There was a few close calls with Steve Smith. Steve Smith was
1: unhinged well, when it came the I think what I think commentary. I think after Smith heard Tepper uh, cussing like a sailor in from port, he decided well if the owner could do it, he's going to pay the fine. He'll probably pay my fine because let's face it, this franchise here kind of needs me more than I need them right now. Oh yeah, and that's that's what I kind of get out of the Steve Smith thing. And of course, Bama Z's there, just grinning ear to ear like a, a dope. But I mean, not a fan. <laughs> but but anyway, I, I'm sorry. I, I I got all worked up there for a second. I got lathered up there for a moment. But um, that was personal. There, <laughs> there. You. It's it's a joke. It's a. Jo-
2: it's a joke, people. I don't know about that whole history there. I mean, oh, it, it, you weren't even born. Like I said I don't pick up on sarcasm or anything right. like that. i don't but pick you up may, on terms you
1: probably of weren't even born. I, I would I would bore the audience to tears if I told them how he and I uh, got uh, crossways, which I did. I was doing him a favor, and he got crossways with me. But anyway, uh, but David Tepper dropping the the S bomb, and then the Panthers tweeted out. This seemed a little. Uh, can I use the word classless?
2: Yeah, that's kind of the Carolina Twitter nowadays. Hurricanes are the same way. Panthers are the same way. Well, I mean, what do way? the Hurricanes do? Do they tweet out any vulgarity or profanity? No, they just taunt other teams all the time. They kind of talk junk all the well, time. Well, fine. It? That's all right. Not, they, they, they try to be kind of the edgy kind of Twitter Well, they're the bunch of jerks, as you know. And they, Th- that's they, true, They yeah. took that Fair and ran point.
1: with it. They took that and ran with it.
2: There's an offer sheet, and I don't want to get into it. It's too nerdy. Too nerdy. We're it not that big a little, in hockey around here. I'm
1: not that interested. Exactly. No. As I tell LeBlanc, don't get all hockey nerd when we have you. Too on. nerdy,
2: too nerdy to tell. Don't
1: we do not need to? Nobody wants to hear that. Have we found the Tepper audio? Have you found it where it's bleeped?
2: That seems to be the deal okay, right now. Okay,
1: all right. Well, we just we might save that for later in the show then. If you go to the Panthers account, they did bleep it out. Much unlike the telecast, they did bleep it out. But I just, you know, it's one thing if the guy says it. I just, he's not a broadcast guy. He's probably a guy that. Despite his billions of dollars, you know, probably is not a guy that, uh, you know, is, is used to speaking publicly. And, and uh, who knows? I don't want to pass judgment on anyone, but he may have a limited vocabulary. I don't know.
2: All right, we got it here. We got the, the Panthers one here.
1: Okay. Official Panthers. Now, tw- let me set this up. You know, there's things that are said on air that are unfortunate. By by anybody, a seasoned veteran, someone who's never on the air. Hell, we've even had our own local TV stations uh, here. Uh, Shows show signage and buttons with swear words on them, and I'm not talking, you know, moderate swear. I'm talking one of the big two. I've just shown them on their televisions. There's the big two. There's I a gotta big look two. this up now. I'm too well. This one's one here. of them. I I would consider – I've always considered the big two this one and then, you know, the big one. Yeah, of course. You don't need me to say the big one. I'm not even dancing near that line, Ben. Uh, All right, all right. But I would consider this one of the big two. But what gets me about this is the Panthers then retweeted. So you know this egomaniac lunatic owner went over and demanded – because he probably thought it was the most funny thing he'd ever heard or had ever done. And he would have heard it because he said it. But it was, he probably thought it was just humorous. So let's tweet that out and get a little viral going. And our own Hank Hinton, and I have to agree with Hank on this, I, just not impressive. If you're the guy who's kind of running or leading, you you, you want to have a respect for the people you work for. And if you don't have that, that's, that's – uh, I just think it's kind of a classless deal. And I think this guy – I think people in that building are scared to death. Of, well, I know this, I, and this is bad. We're saying all this, Zoki get Zoke on and we're not, I, I don't know. I doubt we're going to bring any of this up with Zoki because he, it wasn't like he was on the broadcast, but I mean, this is just to tweet it out and then like bring a spotlight to it. Cause I mean, look, you're going to have people on a live mic all the time. You don't know what's going to be said. People are going to say things. And that's why if I'm doing a broadcast and there's a cough button, I got to say something to the person beside me. I hit both cough buttons on their device and mine so I can talk to them. I can't hear you.
2: Sorry, I didn't cue for some reason. You can can get a lot of people in trouble if you don't catch on those things. Like if you just do something like that and you don't tell anybody. This
1: isn't even one of those things where somebody was talking off the air and somebody was recording them. We've seen stuff. I mean, the Rachel Nichols thing comes to mind. You know, somebody's recording her unbeknownst to her. But she's also talking. After being hooked up remotely, yeah, and you know that that's just that's kind of an unfortunate deal. There's hot mic situations all the time. There's quite humorously the Bill O'Reilly thing. Yeah, the Berman thing is underrated uh, humorous because he loses it and it's funny.
2: I love Chris Berman. I haven't yeah. seen that one. I got to check that, that one one. out.
1: There's the famous Casey Kasem losing it on on uh, a tape uh, radio. It's a radio broadcast. There was that. Uh, uh, fellow who hosts, uh, on e- MS, did MS DNC. Is that what, no, MSNBC. I'm sorry. MS, <laughs> MS, uh, close enough. Yeah. Close enough. Uh, one of their, actually kind of spot on right there. One of their, uh, weenie hosts lost his marbles on, on air. I mean, went crazy. crazy.
2: Joe Bug got in trouble not too long ago. I think it was during well, a football game. Tom yeah.
1: thing. He, you know, was saying stupid stuff and hateful stuff, but,
2: there was that Blazing Saddles incident yeah. incident with uh, Joe Buck not too long ago I believe.
1: Well that was no I think that was Brennan you're talking about the Blazing. Saddles. Oh you know, that yeah. it, that's exactly what it was. But this is not that this is not a hot mic. This guy said it. Okay, he said it. But then he has the organization in which he owns tweeted it out because he probably thought it was funny. Here we go. Um I was
3: going to say but I can't say that on TV. But
1: you just can said I say it. that. No, I can't. To say that. You already said it. Okay, manure. They're, they're gonna find you. I gotta find. Probably. I, I can mean, afford it. That, that's <laughs> <laughs> he is right. He can afford it. But I can't believe that. And so he. That's the tweet from the Panthers.
2: I'm not a fan of the whole edgy Twitter pr type thing that these teams are trying to do now
1: all right so we've got this out of our system so we won't put zoki in this situation (laughs) although we might because it is going to be kind of fun to watch zoki squirm but there's a lot of other like more serious and substantive things we could talk about with zoki right oh yeah plenty okay all right i thought so all right it is uh gonna be jim zoki time coming up a little later it'll be our pirate report we'll hear from coach houston of course, uh, all of our coverage of ECU is brought to you by IBX Media's Pirate Partners, Trans Impact, experts at FedEx and UPS bulk rates negotiation. We fix what you can't see. Caripsy Restaurant in Emerald Isle, exceptional steak, locally sourced seafood, and delicious signature cocktails. Fantastic Sam's, cut in color, Eastern North Carolina's Fantastic Sam's are locally owned and operated to make you look great. And Moore's Old Time Barbecue Chicken and Seafood, Bring the whole family for great food. If it's not mores, it's less. Pirate partners, do appreciate them. Uh, A timeout will return, and we'll talk to Zoki about uh, what things will look like between now and the opening of the season. That's all coming up uh, on our uh, Panther update with Jim Zoki. We'll have our pirate report a little later on. Stay with us.
4: This is Jim Zoki with the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. I'll be talking the latest on the Panthers and around the NFL next on The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Every Monday during the football season, join me, Jim Zoki, as I talk Carolina Panthers football and the latest from the NFL with Patrick Johnson right here on 94.3 The Game, Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. More of the Patrick Johnson Show right now.
1: Again, the Mike Houston Show follows us here at 6 o'clock tonight and then Panther Talk on 103.7 WTIB at 7 o'clock. Uh, down to 72 tonight, another hot one tomorrow, 93. 73 tomorrow night, and then Wednesday, uh, about a 50-50 shot at rain, particularly uh, in the afternoon and evening. Hanging around for a little bit Thursday, but they clear it out. 81 Friday, lots of sunshine. Great start to the Labor Day weekend. Currently 90 feels like 99. Uh, Jim Zoki with us uh, here. We got all the uh, stuff with the uh, owner and uh, the, the TV thing out of our system, Jim. So I'm not going to ask you about that, just so you know. I wasn't there, so I can't even tell you. Well, that's what I said. I said, why ask Zoki? Because Zoki was doing his own thing on the radio. Working. I know, you were working. Working. You were working. I've already made Jim uncomfortable. You all, first... all goofing around. down there, right really down there putting them work. <laughs> We've made Jim uncomfortable in the first minute. This might be a record. For the time we've made, Jim. You on. did a
4: I, great uh, weather report, though.
1: Did I? You know, that's a lost start. I mean, the, that's a lost start in the business for you.
4: If you wanted to take the time to learn meteorology, I think you know you could do both. I can see you do a sports talk yeah. and your five-day forecast. I see all that. You
1: know, here is the thing: I, I a few years ago, I thought maybe I ought to go into meteorology because you know those guys don't ever get anything right, yet they're paid big money in, in the right <laughs> market. <laughs> kind of like sports talk. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but but I mean, they really get nothing right, and. It seems to me, and I've always been sort of a junior weather geek, you know. I've always kind of, you know, I'm not rudimentary. I I am a little more advanced than that, but I'm certainly no meteorologist. And then I, 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 so I talked to a meteorologist friend of mine, and he told me about all the math you had to do, and I said, I'm out. I can't do that. Math. (laughs) I know. Math. I was told
4: there would be no math. I'm not doing this.
1: Well, I was also told by all of my math instructors growing up, you'll never have a calculator in your pocket at all times hogwash i got one with this phone and i have it right. with me at all times so why did i need your math why i didn't i did not you make good points all these are good points i always do uh jim zoki with us uh here <laughs> panthers radio network <laughs> let me ask you this so i, I thought the first question i'll ask jim today other than uh the one that made him uncomfortable now in all seriousness the question i was going to ask you is it seems to me that we're going to see a flurry of trade activity uh for not only potentially the Panthers, but for everybody, and by golly, did the Panthers uh, go ahead and answer that question for? Me because they uh, traded uh, with the Bills for Daryl Johnson, a defensive end, today.
4: We just can't help ourselves, can we? Between them picking our players and us picking their players, yeah. like we just can't get enough And now We got Dan Morgan who came aboard from Buffalo as our assistant GM. Mm-hmm. So it's like we just we just can't stop. It's just like we're, we don't care who it is. If you're a Bill or we got a Panther they want, it's like it's just going to happen.
1: And there's kind of like, you know, secondary uh, uh, pipelines, I guess. There used to be with the, the Giants, and there kind of is now, I guess, the other way with the Washington football team. It's just very interesting where uh, yep. all these a guys special point. teams
4: guy, which they, they want to have, you know. Obviously, they've identified. I think they got pretty deep at defensive end, so I was kind of surprised about that. But then when I read he's more of a special teams guy. Like, okay, that makes sense, because that's, that's really what the back half of the roster is, is special teams guys that'll play maybe rotationally, but mostly when they're filling in for injured guys and things like that.
1: Well, so that leads me to, I guess, my question now is, will we see the Panthers do any more wheeling and dealing uh, to address any concerns at
4: this point? I think you'll see them being pretty active with the cutdowns and then the guys clear waivers and us picking guys off of waivers that are released by other teams, as everyone is. But I think right. you know us in particular, Scott Bitter made that comment during – the week Baltimore's down here practicing. Like, what's the difference between us and being five and eleven, the Ravens being eleven and five? You said twenty-six through fifty-three on the roster. When you start getting into the depth and get right. the, the front-line starters, that's where you see it showing up. And I think you know that's where they probably. And again, they're not going to be right every time. We've seen them bring in guys in this uh, summer camp and and release them. You know, we, the kicker last week came in on Wednesday, left on Thursday. So you, they're just trying stuff out and seeing what they like and. There's not a lot of investment in some of those.
1: Yeah, no, I understand. I just didn't know if it just seems to me with the amount of time we have from the third and final preseason game to the first weekend. Yeah, that you'll see a lot of teams. I think uh, obviously do what you're saying, but I think you'll see a few more do some wheeling and dealing. I really think we're going to have some, as I like to say, wheeling and dealing going on among all the general. Yeah, I think you team.
4: just like well mostly. I think you like saying wheeling and dealing. I do that makes you happy. I do. But I think there's only so many there's only so many sixes around picks six you can flip over and and turn as far as uh, uh, draft capital and the players, and they've done that a couple times now. So I think um, think it's going to be more picking off whatever teams are going to release tomorrow.
1: Gotcha. All right. Um, Who, in your mind, who, uh, or what positions, I should say, what positions at this point uh, are question positions going into this uh, cut tomorrow and going into uh, or with the, the preseason complete? What are the question areas right now?
4: Well, it's a good question. All of your questions are good. That's a particularly good question to me. It's the offensive line, and I think that'll be the, the question moving forward. And, you know, even as good as Sam Darnold looked and some other things looked in the game against Pittsburgh, the interior in that game was just getting blown off the ball. And then uh, I thought you know, at the left side, when they tried to run to the left side, they were having issues over there, too. And that was our ones against the Pittsburgh twos. So that's a little concerning. And So if there's anything that kind of is maybe – uh, let's keep an eye on it because we don't know entirely what it's going to look like. That offensive line, let's see if those same five stay the same, if they're going to change out with some of the backup guys.
1: Any other areas that you think are a little questionable at this point, or at least there's some competition for, for yeah. playing time?
4: I think, again, we're good front line. Like they got rid of Denzel Perryman. They mm-hmm. promoted Jermaine Carter, but then they promoted the depth, essentially, at that position. So I could see them bringing in a, uh, another middle linebacker. Uh, like one of the cutdowns was Patty Fisher, who might have been a candidate for that. So obviously I right. didn't think he was ready for that. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think yeah, some, some, some linebacker uh, depth, and then I think in the secondary you've got a lot of attrition with injuries back there with Troy Pride Jr. and Kenny Robinson. So again, not the front line guys, but you begin the season without AJ Boye the first two games, finishing up a suspension from his previous stop. So I think secondary depth, linebacker depth, and I, I'm a little concerned about again starting the offensive line is that settled. I don't know what you can do about all that, but
0: uh, there is some, some issues
1: there. Um, the defense, I actually kind of like the mixture mm-hmm. of young guys and experienced guys on this defense. I actually think that's, that's a pretty good little mixture. So I feel, even though I hear what you're saying at linebacker and in the secondary, I do feel a little better maybe right now defensively than I do about the, the offense and particularly as you mentioned, the offensive line.
4: Yeah, I agree with that. Like, Obviously, we're good at skill position offense with the receivers and the right. and yeah. I love Tommy Tremble. I think he's going to be terrific. Uh, but, yeah, I think, um, again, offensive line, I, I like what Phil Snow's got cooking on defense, just the style of play. And yeah. you know, we've interviewed everybody at this point, it feels like. It's like the free agents that have come on board, like talking to Morgan Fox and Daquan Jones. They love playing for Phil Snow and playing in this defense. And it's, an, it's something they enjoy being a part of because of the – get after the ball, get after the quarterback, be aggressive, obviously, in a smart way. But I think we're going to see – I think they are going to take the training wheels off a little bit this year. I think last year they had to start out very conservatively, not get burned with big plays. I think now they feel like they've got enough talent with Joe – or J.C. Horn back there and some of these other players that they feel like, okay, we probably, with Dante Jackson being healthy, we can do things now up front that are a little more risky, knowing that we've got a secondary that's going to hold up.
1: All right, uh, Jim Zoki with us. Panther Talk tonight at 7 o'clock on our sister station, 103.7 WTIB, Eastern North Carolina's home for the Panthers. Uh, Ben Byram now with uh, a question or two for uh, Mr. Zoki. Ben? Jim, a lot has
2: been made about the rookies, especially in the season finale. You think of guys like Terrace Marshall, Brady Christensen, Deontay Brown, those are kind of the guys that are getting a lot of praise, especially when it comes to that season finality. But one guy I'm not hearing a lot about, and it's a little bit surprising considering he was the first-round pick, was the guy you just mentioned, J.C. Horn. I thought he looked great, and he kind of is as advertised. He's very physical, and he's very aggressive, and I love it. What's your personal self-assessment on J.C. Horn, especially since this has kind of been the first week, here in preseason where he's got a a good amount of reps, like a really good amount of reps where you can really kind of put your eyes on him and make an assessment.
4: Yeah, I think he's the real deal. And um, that last day at Spartanburg, um, Phil Snow came out and talked, and he was asked about a number of guys, including uh, J.C. Horn. He said, this guy does not even ooze being a rookie in the least. He said part of that is his parents, like Joe Horn playing in the league all his years. He said, he just comes in, he goes, I forget he's a rookie. He just seems like he's been in a league. And you see, when you see him in person, just physically, the stature, you know, he doesn't look like Dante Jackson. He's just like this big, physical, press corner guy that's going to be a guy that can really mug guys up at the the line of scrimmage and do things they weren't able to do last year. They couldn't really do man coverage. And so with him, you know, they they give them that big physical presence at one of the corner spots. So I think he's going to be terrific. So, you know, whether or not they should have looked at somebody else or another position like quarterback or whatever, in himself, I think J.C. Horn. I think it, they got a really
2: good football player with that pick. Uh, Jim, you previously mentioned how you weren't all that impressed with the offensive line, or that was more so a question area, especially the starting offensive line. I'm going to go ahead and say it for you. One guy that particularly didn't really impress me in preseason so far was Pat Elflon. I mean, he did not look very good this past game, in my opinion. And uh, when you look at when kind of the the – the this, this second-string offense kind of came in, and guys like Christensen were playing and playing very well, and guys like Deontay Brown, who I've kind of been very critical of in the preseason, he really stepped up and looked really good. Do you think it's going to get to a point in the season where those guys might get the starting gig over Pat Elfline come maybe week three or week four, not necessarily because of injury, it's because of quality of play. Maybe this Pat Elfline guy, it's not necessarily what we thought, thought he was when we signed him to a three-year <laughs> deal worth $18.5 million.
4: Yeah, he's, he's a little smallish for guard. And there's been some conversation about this is the last year of Matt Paradis' contract. You know, Did they bring him in on a two-year contract and maybe succeed Paradis at center? So I think that's a, a consideration. And I think they would like to see Dennis Daly work his way into the starting lineup. So I think I could see like Dennis Daly moving up into that role. They um, And I don't really know why. I guess you have to pick a side. But they, they like Brady Christensen on the right side, so I don't think it'll be Brady Christensen. Um, but you could, you know, flip Miller or somebody else over there to left guard, I suppose, and put Christensen at right guard. So the nice thing is they do have some options and some choices. And you mentioned, uh, you know, Deontay is being another one of those options down the road. So I think once we get into it, definitely will be some competition going on that it won't be like we're necessarily set on those five. I just have to start somewhere. And um, we'll see that, that that's one of the positions. I, and I think, honestly, the same with, Cam Irving at left tackle, I think, you know, as much as they've kind of hyped him, so to speak, uh, remains to be seen. Is he going to be a quality left tackle to protect Sam Darnold out there? So I think that'll continue to be something to evaluate.
1: Panthers Radio Network's Jim Zoki with his uh, here. Panther Talk tonight. Uh, up and down the Panthers uh, Radio Network. 7 o'clock will be the airtime on 1037 WTIB, Eastern North Carolina's home for the uh, Carolina Panthers. Has Carolina solved its situation at kicker with uh with uh, the moves they made here in the last week
4: funny they had a uh pressure with uh, coach matt rule on saturday and while he complimented santosa for coming in with not knowing the operations as far as his snapper and the holder and uh, albeit banking in a 52 yard field goal and another one he was asked that question and he said well he is today and so <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of that, Hey, you, you you did a thing. Now do it 200 more times. Right. So um it's, it's I don't think anything's written in ink at that position. I think if they'll evaluate what's going on with other teams releasing their kickers tomorrow. Mm. And uh, so I think they, they like what they got. Obviously they traded a pick for him. So I think they like him, but if they release them after two games. It doesn't cost them anything. And they got a free look for two games. So, um, We'll see as long as he, you know, again, they evaluate practices too. We have fans or get, you know, fans are get super hyper focused on the couple preseason games. You know, they evaluate the joint practices, the regular practices. And so, um, they'll see how he kick. I was there for the kicking competition at practice last week when they had Eberly kicking against, uh,
3: Ugh.
4: poor Joey Sly missed all three of his kicks. It was in practice. I'm like, yeah. oh. Uh-oh. This is not going go no, anywhere good that for That did Joe. not go and well. And then he misses the 49-yarder in the game. Yeah. So, yeah, Santoso is the, really the only choice at this point for them to keep.
1: All right, uh, Jim, let's talk about a couple things around the league really quick. Um, it is uh, Jameis Winston getting the uh, call in uh, New Orleans, and, of course, uh, we'll see where New Orleans winds up, uh, what's going to wind up happening uh, with their, their opener. Uh just reading some stuff on that today that, I mean, obviously the way that uh, – that New Orleans and Louisiana have been devastated. Who knows when they'll be able to return there operationally? Uh, but uh, what what do you make of that uh, beating up Taysom Hill? What what what's your what's your read on that there, Jim? What are you hearing around the league?
4: Yeah, you know, I watched um, that game on Monday after um, I put in work on your show and put in some work on Panther Talk. Yep, I, I went on put some work on watching a little Monday night football with Jacksonville, New Orleans, right? And Jameis Winston looked like. Florida State, Jameis Winston. I mean, he looked really good. And I said, Sean Payton's already unbearable. Sean Payton's going to be unbelievably unbearable if this works out the way that's going. I think, I forget what his numbers. It was like 12 out of 13 or something stupid. Right, right. That Winston with two touchdowns. He looks so good. And to me, Taysom Hill is still that Swiss Army knife that, you know, you want to use him as a receiver. You want to use him in the wildcat. And then you want to be able to use him as a, as a quarterback, which is what he wants to do. But he's really not an accurate thrower of the football but Jameis Winston looks really dialed in, so I hate to credit the, the the opponent we hate. But, you know, Sean Payton, whatever, what we've seen so far, I think Winston's going to succeed. I don't think he's going to be Hall of Fame Drew Brees, but he looks pretty good, and he looks good enough to run that offense right now.
1: Something about maybe being around Drew Brees and, uh, and that organization may have uh, put the light bulb off. On a famous Jameis. I think it was the Laced. You know, we
4: tried that. <laughs> it could have been we tried the We with too. Teddy Bridgewater. We couldn't sustain
0: it. Right. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I
4: never thought Teddy was awful, by the way. I thought he was kind of short circuited by not having McCaffrey, of all people, not right. playing right. last year and some other injuries. But yeah. I think Teddy, I was glad to see him winning the Denver job. But I think you're right. Obviously, being around that is a good thing for guys like that.
1: All right. So, um, obviously, we're hearing a lot about Deshaun Watson. Do you feel like he gets moved somewhere? Panthers. Don't appear to be anywhere in that conversation. But do you foresee, uh, do you foresee Deshaun Watson getting traded or is there just too much going on? As, as we mentioned here in our award winning monologue segment before you came on, when the, when the, wait a minute, that's not funny. What's funny about that? Um, the, um, the, I, I, that's no, funny that I missed it because yes. it's like, oh, right. I missed yeah. it. That's what uh, I'm laughing at. Ah, LOL, I missed it. All right. So when, <laughs> when you, um, I mean, he, he could be inactive every game, potentially. I mean, I just can, can with the Fed snooping around. I don't know how that's going to go over if you trade for him. I, I just, I can't see how you sell that to your fan base and if by any of these suitors. But maybe they don't care. Yeah, I agree
4: entirely with you. I, I don't know how you sell it to your fan base, and I don't know how you know that he's going to be activated, and then you're giving up so much for that gamble. I wouldn't even mess with him until the stuff gets sorted out. Yeah, you know, there's there's plenty of other ways to, to play quarterback, and yeah, he's talented. He's also in two torn ACLs. He's got really a lot hanging over him, and you know we won't judge it until we know. But it's like there is a lot going on with it, so I would not risk giving up that much. Say it's two number ones plus whatever. I, I couldn't imagine giving all that up on a maybe. So yeah, I, I fully agree with you on that one. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that somebody in the league won't. That one of the thirty-one teams won't. But I would. I wouldn't do it.
1: Yeah. Jim, thanks. We a little extra long. Appreciate it. We'll uh, look forward to hearing you tonight, seven o'clock. Panther Talk, WTIB. I'll be listening. Unlike you, missing the award-winning monologue segment. So just keep that in mind. Well,
4: I would have, I would have been, but I want to save time for this. I'm, I'm gonna go back. It's on. I assume it's on demand, like on the stream. Or right? Yeah, right? on the
1: stream, and uh, go to the website. We got the podcast there, wherever you download your favorite podcast. I, I don't know what you listen to. Probably something that where the commentators speak on below deck, med or something, uh, and, and they break down each episode. Well.
4: If there is such a thing, I might have to check that out, too. But first your show and then
1: that. <laughs> see you, Jeb. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> see ya. Uh Why don't we do your update after the break? We don't get behind on breaks here. A timeout. Ben will do an update. Then we'll finish the uh, hour. Leading you into more Mike Houston. We'll have some of the uh, Mike H- I tell you, I, I, well, yeah, we'll do some Mike Houston comments. But I think we may do the coordinator comments and save the Mike Houston co- so it's not an overload of Mike Houston. You see what I'm saying, Ben? All right, Ben Byron when we return.
0: Miss a moment. Remember,
1: of- there will be a test.
0: You can log on to the brand new 94.3 thegame.com for the podcast of the PJ Show. Plus, what's going on with sports in Pitt County and around the globe. And the latest on the ECU Pirates. Log You're on today, today at the brand new 94.3 thegame.com. You are dismissed. Greenville's top sports show is back. Well, isn't that special? The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 thegame.
1: All right, uh, change of plans here because uh, Tim from Greenville is calling. He's got his uh, – well, I'll, I'll let him speak for himself. Hey, Tim. Hey. What's grinding your gears hey, look, there? My, What's grinding your gears? My my, quest,
3: my question is this. This is what bothers me. Jake Verity. Right. I have not heard hide nor hair nor mention of him as a kicker for the Carolina Panthers. I know the Baltimore Ravens are going to keep them. They've yeah, got a
1: kick Tim. He he plays for the Ravens, right? He's currently not cut. Yet, he's yeah, he's not been cut. You can't. You you get some tampering going on there if you do that. Okay, hold on. They traded for another kicker, didn't they? Well, they did, but they traded for a quasi-proven entity, right? And they and they look after. They're probably cut him after two games. I firmly believe they're going to go after somebody tomorrow, and I firmly believe Jake Verity is going to be picked up by somebody else. I don't know if the that marriage happens. So will you? Are, are, it's just because you want him to go to the Panthers, or will you be fine if he goes anywhere else? Because I will say this: Look, look, a good kicker. If if you've got the talent, you deserve a position in the, the profession.
3: It's
2: the pre-season. I would
0: love
3: for him to come to Carolina because I know how good he is, and I right. censored myself. Okay, All but right. if somebody else yeah. gets him, yeah. Carolina Panthers are going to have to deal with that.
1: Okay. Bottom line. All right. I Look, we've said that on this show. That, that makes too much sense to not bring Verity on when Joey Sly was missing everything in practice, missing everything in the games, and they traded for that uh, behemoth who's their kicker now. I feel
2: like I had similar sentiments on the show a couple weeks ago. I think I mean, you yeah. did. So, no,
1: th- I'm with you there, But Tim is yeah. really heated over this. Well, I mean, uh, well if, it's, if Verity it's common w-
3: sense. It bothers me well, when you got owners that want to go out and make Spectacles of themselves on halftime TV shows, (laughs) knowing that they're doing what they say they shouldn't do, right? But yet they're not concerned about getting talented players. Uh, Oh, he's got the money; he can pay his fee. Good. Can you pay a
1: decent kicker? You haven't. That's true. Let Gano walk. He's a Pro Bowl kicker now. There, I know there are a ton of issues with this roster stuff. And I mean, Jim, I love Jim, but I think Jim's being kind, and I get the position Jim's in. When the team stinks, it's not fun to broadcast for the team that stinks because there's questions you got to answer those questions. Uh, but I, I, look, I, I just hang just, on, Tim. Hang on, Tim. I, I just I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. But I, I will say this: of all the issues on this roster right now for Carolina, offensive line, in my opinion, outweighs all of it beyond beyond kicker. Look, That's way more important. Look, yeah. Let me ask you a question. Let me. Last year, how many? Games did we lose
3: by three points or less?
2: That's a good point. That's a well. Awesome that's point. that's
1: a fine point. But if you had a decent offensive line and you had Christian McCaffrey, no, hell you had close. a decent kicker,
3: decent kicker.
1: The offensive line already produced what we had.
3: Right. We lost by three points or less. If you got a kicker that can kick them through the goalpost, then you win.
2: I felt like we got into that situation despite the offensive line, though. The offensive line wasn't the reason why we got there. The offensive line was right. kind of hindered us sucked. to what we could have potentially been. We got there been. in
3: spite of the offensive right. line. Hopefully, we're making changes to the offensive line. Exactly. I'm just saying, if all things are equal, well, they're not. and we don't improve at all. Right? getting a kicker, three points. How many games did we lose last year by three points?
0: Well, there
2: was a lot of Teddy turnovers, too. So, I mean, there's also that. And you didn't that, have that,
1: Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm devil advocate. I'm being a devil's advocate more than anything.
2: No, I, I agree with him, but there's also but other points to be there made. There are just other positions on this Look, if, on this terrible
3: McCaffrey,
1: team.
3: If McCaffrey's hurt again. Yeah. And he's out. And we got to go on Chubb. Chubba, right. And Arnold doesn't turn over. The ball as much as Teddy Bridgewater. Right. That's a plus. So we're in the positive there. The offensive line stays exactly the same. That's a negative. But if we've got somebody that can – my point goes back to. Scott how many Matthew. games do we lose by three
1: points? If all of these things – if the offense is humming, the offensive line gels – Darnold plays pretty well. McCaffrey's healthy. You can move the football, and you can't complete drives with points because you, then you, you you cut the guy End of story, and you go get who. But I I am just I'm not convinced the guy who's the kicker now is going to be the kicker in two two or three weeks. I think you. Oh no! I I think I, you, I'm not either. And At it, Carolina, and, right? If you got Jake Parity.
3: Uh, I'd be guaranteed that we have a kicker for the year unless injury. I'll say end. this
2: about Verity. I, I think while we jumped the gun on this Santoso guys, he wasn't a hot commodity. There's not a lot of suitors for him, and maybe they felt like they had a diamond in the rough or something. They found a gem out there. Jake Verity I don't think the Panthers, or you specifically, are the only ones taking notice of Jake Verity right now. I think there's 31 other teams uh, yeah, that Verity's potentially a... went in on the Jake Verity deal, right. and there's going to be a high asking price for him right now. So,
1: you, you know who's going to make look, out look, in all of I this?
3: Tim? You and know who's going to make that out? They spent on Sandpost. Yeah, if they had spent that money, added that to get Verity, that would have been the oh, that's smart. Oh, we'll give you an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman or a defensive back. For we that can't kicker. afford to do that or we'll right now. We'll give you the seventh round pick in the twenty twenty three draft for that kicker.
1: Right. I, look, I think I think, done I done think you make a great point. Why not? Why go get? Dude. But the, but the asking price was probably so low for Santoso, and you don't you're not penalized if you cut him after the first couple of weeks. That's why that deal was done. The Verity thing, Ben made a great point, is going to come with a high asking price because he's sat there, he's worked under Tucker. Well, so he's, he's the
2: hottest commodity in, in preseason right now, and now he's, it's going to potentially yeah, be yeah. free agency if he does end up being yeah. cut. I
1: think he will be the hottest. Yeah, exactly, I agree yeah. with that. I agree with that. But I, I wouldn't look, Tim, I I would switch to decaf because I'll tell you this. The Panthers <laughs> are not going to make that kind of move, man. That's just not. They never have. They never <laughs> yeah, have, I'm and so they're not.
3: You Look, hey. Jerry Jones, he makes those kinds of moves. Are you a Cowboys you know? fan? Oh. And I, no, oh, oh, I censored myself again. No, I'm a Chicago Bears fan. I'm a Walter. Oh, well, now fan. wait a minute.
1: Whoa, wait a minute. You you talk about a dumpster fire and, and a lot of unanswered questions and what's going on. What Jerry about?
2: Jones makes those moves, but what does that equate it to? No success whatsoever. Well, you know what? They went
1: zero and, and I know no, it's preseason. What I'm saying is, they went, if, if they went oh and four in preseason, did the Cowboys? That doesn't mean anything, but still, know, yeah, but I mean, still not good. Still. You got Dak Prescott back, and you got pr- I mean, they're supposed to be it's the not boys. Like it's not like they're void of talent. Exactly. Tim, any final word, Tim? Go. I put him down for a little bit. He's probably yeah. still talking. He probably is. Tim, final word here. We got we to gotta get a break in.
3: Okay. I appreciate you taking my call. If Temper is as analytical as he says he is,
1: I agree. he needs to
3: calm himself down huh. and make good choices rather than jumping at cheap prices.
1: No, you're right. Tim, we're going to also get you straight on that other thing, so just uh, stay on the line. But that. All right, there he goes, yep. Tim with us out there. He's fired up. I thought he'd be fired up about the other thing. He's fired up about no verity to the Panthers. Yeah, it was a very specific thing related to it ECU. Was. I thought, let me put this guy on. No, that, that was good. That was good. We appreciate Tim calling. Oh, look, anybody call. 252-561-GAME. Lines always open. Uh, we'll break. We will come back, uh, and we'll get you ready for everything going on uh, later on this evening here on 94.3 The Game and on uh, 1037. A lot of football talk still to come, so we'll tell you all about it next.
0: And, action. pirates. Hey there, Panthers. Go, baby! Very good. The P Man. Uh, put up pants. This is Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Ninety-four-three. The game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. <laughs> It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game.
1: I see one of my uh, old college buddies on here. His wife is posted on uh, this, you know, you went to ECU in the 90s Facebook group. I remember Paul. We were buddies. We piled around as freshmen. He's from Philadelphia. I was from Kinston. It was a styles clash. Uh, But he's a good guy, and uh, it's nice to see he and his wife on there. All right, uh, Pirate Football and uh, our coverage from our Pirate Partners uh, all season long brought to you by Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop, your one-stop destination for hunting, fishing, and boating supplies. Also by Farm Bureau Insurance. They believe insurance is more than a product. It's a service. Local agents from right here in your backyard. Greenville Pathology, we are part of the local community. Greenville Pathology, we don't see a specimen. We see you. And by Hastings Ford. There is something for everyone, and Hastings Ford is your truck headquarters. Greenville? So there we go. Uh, No time for some audio today, but we'll get to it. Uh, We've got Mike Houston coming up here at the top of the hour, live from Logan's Roadhouse, so check it out on there. And uh, you can hear that coming up. Inaugural edition of the 2021 season. You'll also pick it up uh, all season long here on your flagship home for the ECU Pirates of Pirate Football, 94.3 The Game. So uh, Mike Houston Radio Show coming up. And don't forget Jim Zoki. Panther Talk with Mick Mixon, Eugene Robinson, the whole gang. 103.7 WTIB at 7 o'clock. Thanks to Zoke. Thanks to Tim. Thanks to Ben. We'll see you tomorrow. Mike Houston and the Houston Huddle on the Patrick Johnson Show. Check out the pod of that uh, tomorrow morning early. We'll be dropping it for you here for Medical Park Pharmacy. Catch you tomorrow.